In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and God, Amen. The Gospel of today is about the restoration of St. Peter. As you know, before the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, actually on Covenant Thursday, the Lord told them that in this night, all of you will be scattered. But Peter said to the Lord, if all of the disciples denied you, I will not deny you. And we can see here in Peter that he trusted himself and he was so confident about himself that his love to God is more than everyone else. That even if everyone else denied the Lord Jesus Christ, Peter will not deny him. And then when we know what happened on Good Friday early morning when the Lord was in the court for the trial, we know that actually Peter denied the Lord three times. Of course out of fear not out of betrayal. Judas, his sin is out of betrayal, but Peter, his sin, out of weakness and out of fear. Then the Lord rose from the dead, and when he appeared to Mary Magdalene, he told her, go tell my brethren and to Peter, and he named Peter by himself, to go to Galilee, there they will see me. And why he named Peter by himself? I'm sure Peter, after the resurrection of the Lord, he was embarrassed. He didn't know whether the Lord want to see him or not, whether the Lord would accept him or not. So when the Lord sent a very, very specific message to Peter through Mary Magdalene, Go, say to my brethren and to Peter to go to Galilee and there they will see me. So Mary Magdalene said to all the disciples, the Lord will see you in Galilee. And then she looked at Peter and he told him, Peter, the Lord mentioned you by your name. So don't be embarrassed. Go to meet the Lord. Then one time after the resurrection, the disciples, not all of them, six of them went fishing and the Lord actually came to the shore and he asked them, do you have any food? Peter and John were able to recognize that this is the Lord. So Peter, as usual, he jumped into the water and swam till the shore and all the disciples after this came. And after they ate together, the Lord wanted to restore Peter. And that is the gospel of today. So the Lord told him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? And I want you to notice here, he called him by Simon, not by Peter. After the Lord called Peter to be one of the disciples, he changed his name from Simon to Peter. And he told him, you are Peter, 
and on this rock, the rock of faith, I will build my church and the gates of hate shall not prevail against it. But here the Lord called him Simon, Simon bar Jonah, Simon son of Jonah. And actually this has a message that when you denied me, Peter, you became an earthly man, not a heavenly person. You became again, you restored to the old man, not the new man. And this actually true for all of us. When we deny the Lord by our actions, by our disobedience, by our rebellion to the commandment of God, actually we go back to the old man that was buried in the water of baptism. But with repentance, actually, we return back to the new man that we received in baptism. That's why the Lord told him, Simon, son of Jonah. Then he asked him a question, do you love me more than this? And why he told him more than this? Because Peter said to the Lord, even if all of them denied you, I will not deny you. So the Lord, in a very gentle way, is confronting him, but confronting him gently. Do you love me more than this? You mentioned before that if all of them denied you, I will not deny you. But you are the only one who denied me. So do you love me more than this? And Peter, this time, replied humbly. He told him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And the Lord told him, feed my lambs or tend my sheep. And here actually, if I want to be a servant of God, the only requirement is to love God. He told him, if you love me, then you can be responsible of my sheep. You can be in charge of my lambs my children. In the same way, if we want to serve the Lord, the requirement here is to have love in our heart toward God. Love the Lord your God from all your heart, all your soul, all your power. And he repeated this question three times. And he repeated the question, do you love me more than these three times? Because Peter denied him three times. But with these three questions, and the Lord told him, tend my sheep, feed my lambs, uh, he restored him to his apostleship once again. But the Lord, as you know, the Gospel of John was written in Greek. And there are two words in Greek can be translated love. Unfortunately, in English and in Arabic, it's not clear. There is one word, agapan, agapi, love, and another word, philia. Philia is the highest form of love, is agapi, because agapi is unconditional, sacrificial, and limitless love. Unconditional gives only without any expectation to receive. But philia is mutual love, like the love between friends. It is conditional. 
and can be shaken according to any circumstances. So the Lord actually, the, the first and second time, he asked him, do you love me? And he used the verb agape, agape, which is the highest form of love. But as I told you, Peter replied in a humble way. So in his re reply, he did not use the verb agape, but he used philia, as if he is confessing, I did not reach this highest form of love. Then the third time, when the Lord asked him, the third time the Lord used the verb philia, not agape. And Peter was grieved. Maybe he was grieved because the Lord asked this question three times to remind him with his denial that he denied three times. But also maybe he was grieved because the Lord lowered the level of love from Agapan to Philia. So he asked him the third time, do you love me using the verb Philia? But Peter told him, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Then the Lord told him, feed my sheep. And the Lord after this prophesied about how Peter would die or would be martyred. He told him, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked when you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands. And we know that Peter died crucified, stretched out your hands. And another will gird you. Gird you means like will bind you to the cross and carry you where you do not wish to be crucified and to die. And as you know, Peter was actually crucified upside down, not like the Lord Jesus Christ. And St. John commented on this. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And St. John used that the martyrdom is our way to glorify God. When we shed our blood, because martyrdom is a testimony, when I shed my blood for the name of God, means I'm saying God is the true God. His teaching is the truth. And I'm willing to die to, to bear witness of the truth. So this actually glorifying God. That's why St. John said, by what this he would glorify God. And he told him, follow me. The same calling, if you read in Matthew chapter 4, when the Lord saw Peter and Andrew, his brother, in the boat, casting out nets for fish, and he told them, follow me. From now on, I will make you fishers of men, not fishermen. Now the same calling, follow me, the Lord repeated here, after he restored Peter back to his apostleship, after Peter denied the Lord three times. But Peter saw John, and there was like a jealousy between Peter and John. Peter, in his age, he is the oldest among the apostles, 
But John was the youngest. But Peter perceived that John is the closest to the Lord. For example, on the Last Supper, John leaned on the chest of the Lord and he asked the Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So Peter asked the Lord the question, Lord, what about this man? So he said, I know now how I would die. I would die crucified. But what about John? Is he going to be killed like all of us? Going to shed his blood? Or because you love him? Or according to Peter's perception, you favor him? Maybe you will not let him die like all of us. But the Lord answered Peter and he put him back in, in his place. He told him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? He told him, why you have this spirit of jealousy inside you? If I wish that John not only be martyred, but also will not die, he will live until my second coming. Why are you jealous of this? Why you don't mind your own business? Why you don't focus only on the calling I just called you now, tend my sheep and follow me? Peter learned a lesson that he should actually become a busybody. He should mind his own business and he should actually should not intervene or interfere with the business of others. That's why in his letter, let no one among you suffer as a murderer or as a robber or as busybody. So you can see how Peter put busybody in the same level like murderer or robber or evildoers. He put the four on the same level because Peter learned a lesson here from the Lord to mind his own business and to control this jealous spirit within him. He should not be jealous. Jealousy, when actually enters our homes or our relationships or in the church, can destroy the relationship. Jealousy can make the person angry against his friends. Jealousy can make the person hate his friends. That's why we should not allow jealousy to grow within us. But when the Lord actually said this about John, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? So a rumor is spread among the disciples that John will not die. And again, there is a lesson here which is misinterpretation. Sometimes we hear something, then we misinterpret it, and then we start to spread it as a rumor, which is not fact. Or sometimes I hear somebody talking to me, and I misinterpret his message toward me. And based on this misinterpretation, I may get angry, I may have tension or conflict with this person. 
this happens a lot and to avoid this if you just ask what do you mean by this what do you mean by this can actually solve many conflict and many issues that comes because or happens because of misinterpretation but John explained and said yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die but Jesus said if I will that he remain till I come what is that to you so the Lord was saying if if I choose to make John live till I come what is that to you the Lord God did this with two persons Elijah and Enoch they did not die so actually if the Lord want to do to John he would be able to do to John but the Lord did not say this as John explained and we know that John after he was exiled in the island of Patmos at the end he died even Elijah and Enoch will come in the last days before the second coming of Christ and also they will die then John concluded this chapter by saying this is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things and we know that his testimony is true and there are also many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the book that would be written and there is again a lesson here the gospel were not intended to mention everything the Lord Jesus Christ did but the purpose of the gospel is to explain to us the economy of salvation so the miracles that were mentioned in the gospel were mentioned with one purpose to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God he is the Messiah he came to save us he is the Savior of the world so not everything was mentioned about the Lord Jesus Christ but only these things that are serving this purpose that's why John when he wrote his gospel you can find the gospel of John a little bit different than the three other gospels Matthew, Mark and Luke we call Matthew, Mark and Luke we call them the synoptic gospels synoptic, optic means like vision synoptic means the same vision so the, these three gospels more or less are the same John wrote his gospel later in the end of the first century after these three gospels were written so in order to avoid repetition he mentioned things that none of the other gospels mentioned like the story of the Samaritan woman like the dialogue between the Lord and Nicodemus like the discourse of the Lord about Eucharist like the man who was born blind the man who was paralytic for 38 years the three chapters about the Holy Spirit the John 17 which is the last prayer 
of our Lord Jesus Christ before his crucifixion and so on uh, so John mentioned things that were not mentioned with the purpose that we believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Savior of the world that's why he said my intention is not to mention everything written by the Lord because if I want to write everything written by the Lord I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written the restoration of Peter gives us hope it's a message of hope that even if we drifted away even if we fell in major sins even if we denied the Lord like Peter but when we return the Lord will accept us actually he is seeking the salvation of everyone he is pursuing the salvation of everyone as he sent the message to Peter through Mary Magdalene he is sending message to all of us that he loves us he desires our salvation he desires to give us the eternal kingdom so with this message of hope let us lift up our hearts today and ask the Lord to accept us and to forgive our sins and to make us show him our love not in words but indeed an action glory be to God forever and ever Amen.